0: It's time for the fantasy points podcast brought to you by fantasypoints.com. top level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle from numbers to the film room with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Well, let's put it this way. I hope you're not, uh, planning on staying up late on Tuesday night, putting in a bunch of fab bids because uh, you're not, your plans are going to be ruined because T bro, there is not a lot out there in the week 11 waiver wire. I'm Joe Dola. That's Tom Brawley. This is the fantasy points podcast network and the waiver wire podcast. Tom, it, it, the waiver wire has dried up right now. And I think we've gotten to the point of the season. It's week 11 uh, of the 2023 NFL season. And fantasy playoff in high stakes league start in two, three weeks. Yep. Um, I, I don't think teams are going to be pulling rabbits out of their hat at this stage. Uh, may, maybe somebody surprises us, but really what we're probably looking at is what injury replacements are going to happen down the line. And I'm not going to say that there aren't some running backs out there who might benefit from an injury and end up being useful in the fantasy playoffs, but, That would just be speculating. All we talk about on this podcast is what we know and what we can project going forward. And I got to be honest, Tom, you write this document on Sundays, and I know week one, week two, it's a process for you. But I know you said this week you were able to sit down, focus really on that awful Sunday night football game because – you didn't have to update it a whole lot this week here, uh, as the care as the caretaker of the waiver wire document.
1: Yeah, it's uh, been a pretty dry waiver wire the last two weeks. Last week was pretty tough as well, even with some good teams on by. There weren't a lot of options out there. But if you did your homework, if you listened to this podcast, uh, you may have picked up a guy like Ty Chandler already. Uh, we touched on him quite a bit last week's podcast, and he was pretty high on our waiver wire, and now he'll be. The top guy to add off of this week's waiver wire, so uh, maybe we, we'll dig deep and maybe find a gem or two that's uh, you know hasn't been discovered just yet. But uh, yeah, this is a tough week. Uh, some bad teams are on by as well. New England's on by. Uh, Saints have some useful pieces. Indianapolis Colts and the Atlanta Falcons. So uh, not a whole lot of injuries as well. Uh, the Madison concussion will probably keep him out out a week. Michael Thomas uh, could be missing. He's going to
0: miss some time, yeah.
1: Yeah, it sounds like his his knee injury could be serious. And uh, other than that, I mean, like T. Higgins is expected to miss again, but a uh, pretty clean week uh, otherwise for the skill positions uh, for fantasy football.
0: So, yeah, let's start with Ty Chandler. Um, and, and here's the thing that was blatantly obvious. This wasn't just Ty Chandler, Tom, taking over when – Alexander Madison went down with the concussion as a matter of fact Alexander Madison went down with that concussion late in the third quarter with just about a minute left in the third quarter prior to Madison going out Chandler had the same number of carries as Madison he had eight carries and Chandler played on their only goal line series in that span moreover he had eight com eight carries for 40 yards to eight for 27 for Alexander Madison There is an opportunity here for Ty Chandler to emerge as the lead back in Minnesota, irrespective of what happens with Madison, even if Madison clears the protocol this week. Minnesota is a team that's going places with Josh Dobbs, or at least has designs on going places with Josh Dobbs. So I think Ty Chandler is somebody who could uh, emerge as a decent RB2 down the stretch if all things break right.
1: Yeah, and it, at the very least, if you need a guy uh, to play this week, he goes against the Denver Broncos. We saw uh, last night uh, James Cook was carving them up. Uh, after uh, he got out of the doghouse, uh, Sean McDermott put him in there for basically a quarter, and uh, he still went up over the century mark. Uh, Latavius Murray ran for a touchdown. And uh, all season, uh, we've been at, uh, this Broncos defense has been better the last month, but this is a defense that we want to start are uh, running backs against uh, fantasy's best uh, run uh, you know, run defense to attack for running backs. So at the very least, he, I mean, he could be like a sneaky, like low-end RB1 this week against the Broncos. But you're right, Joe. Uh, we, we've seen it all. You know, they go out. I, I think they were hesitant early in the season with Chandler. They didn't know exactly what they had, and they wanted to bring in a guy with a little more experience in cam Akers traded for him. Uh, and Akers was, you know, had a pretty solid role behind Madison. Madison has not been explosive at all. You know, not a whole lot of juice. So uh, they were working Acres in quite a bit. Acres goes out in Week Nine with the Achilles injury. Chandler comes in, and he kind of took over the Acres role. We were unsure uh, early in the year; it was a whole lot of Madison and not a not a whole lot of Chandler. But uh, in Week Ten, he kind of stepped right into Acres' role. It was uh, snaps were thirty to eighteen through 3 quarters uh, according to fantasy points data uh, and Madison got hurt on the third to last play of that of that quarter so uh, you know it wasn't like a 50-50 split but uh, you know it, you know he had a, a solid role next to Madison and if he goes out there and plays well against the Broncos in week 10 maybe there's a chance that he could become the guy i, I don't th- i think it's unlikely i think Madison's going to have a role no matter what going forward but um, there's a chance for him to impress and grab a pretty healthy chunk of this backfield uh, mm-hmm. moving forward for the rest of the season.
0: So I want to focus on guys who like might have a role and not, or, and not just like not, and not just be a handcuff. And Tom, I am looking there's at this no waiver one. wire and there's literally nobody. no one, literally it, no it, one. It's, you know, Daryl Henderson or Royce for yeah. right? Well, They might be I, there for one more week.
1: Yeah. If you need a one week guy. But yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're expecting Williams and uh, Ronnie Rivers to be back in Week 12. So <clears throat> Henderson and Freeman are just one week Uh It's pretty against yeah, a pretty tough, you
0: uh,
1: yeah. yeah. It's against it a pretty tough Seattle defense. But at least uh, Matthew Stafford, it looks like he'll be back. So this offense at least has a prayer. Um, uh, you know, Brett Rippen was a complete disaster for the Packers against the Packers a couple weeks ago. So. Uh, yeah. If you need a one-week fillin, uh, you-, you could look there. Uh, they've been pretty heavily dropped after their bad, perf- you know, the the entire offense's bad performance in Week Nine. They were on bye last week, but uh, one-week fillin, maybe a flex guy. Uh, Henderson is still, you know, you know, thirty-six percent owned in Yahoo, yeah. so
0: he's out there. Yeah, I hope you don't need a, a running back. I mean, look, I'm looking at maybe Zach Charbonnet, who's basically a glorified handcuff, and he's available in only like half a leagues right now. So it, it's it, it's it's pretty brutal out there. We've I mean, talked about Tajay Spears for weeks. He's available in just about half a leagues. Like it's we're we're really groping here, T. Bro. Yeah, like, and,
1: uh, we should say. I mean, we we try to focus on lower end guys. If do a search and you're like Keaton Mitchell and Devin Singletary, maybe they were Singletary especially. Maybe he was dropped after Week Nine. Um, But, you know, if you're in a competitive league, those guys are probably taken, but uh, might be worth a search to see if those guys are out there on your waiver wire, because uh, Mitchell, it looks like, I don't know what they were doing last week, only giving him four touches. But uh, I think Harbaugh said yesterday that they need to get him more involved. No shit. <laughs> you know, every time he touches the ball, he's breaking off a big play. Uh, You know, we're, we're wasting touches on Justice Hill and, and Singletary. Maybe he took control of that Texans backfield but uh, those guys are right around that 50% threshold which is where we kind of cut it off but uh, those are the no-brainers if they're out there Uh,
0: Robert Woods Tom got uh, got Wally pipped Um, and even with Robert Woods back in the lineup he couldn't do anything last week uh, against the Bengals he had that touchdown opportunity where he stepped out of the end zone and um, actually got called for an illegal touching penalty meanwhile Noah Brown has gone for over 150 yards in back-to-back weeks. Even when Nico Collins comes back, I think that means Robert Woods is relegated to a part-time role, veteran rah-rah guy behind this young, young threesome that CJ Stroud really trusts. Nico Mm -hmm. Collins, Tank Dell, and now Noah Brown, who I think is going to be the Texans' full-time slot receiver uh, even when Nico Collins is healthy.
1: Yeah, we hope so. I mean, there there's no need for Robert Woods to be out there for 30 or 40% of the routes moving forward once this this group gets healthy, but we'll see if uh, when this group gets healthy. Nico Collins didn't practice last week, uh, very well could miss at least another game. So either way, Noah Browns should have a huge role this week. <clears throat> They're going against the Arizona Cardinals, one of the you know best matchups we can get. That, that has a total of 48 and a half, the highest total on the board. So uh, wheels up again for this Houston Texans passing game. Uh, I mean, we want players attached to CJ Stroud. I mean, the, the, the MVP talk has kind of started this week, but I mean, look at what he's done. Noah Brown was a cast off from the Dallas Cowboys. Couldn't, uh, you know, really get a role there. Uh, Robert Woods was a 30 something, you know, your year, year old receiver. Who's shown a little bit of life this year. Tank Dell was, uh, undersized third round pick. And then Nico Collins was, uh, you know, kind of. It had some talent, but never really flashed it. So that just shows you what uh, we have in C.J. Stroud right now. We want players attached to him, uh, attached to this offense. And uh, they've started to play in a few more shootouts here recently since they've started to lean into their passing game. Uh, I don't know what they were doing out of their bye against the Panthers, but the last two weeks, uh, you know, going with a much heavier pass, uh, a pass heavier approach here, which is what we want to see the rest of the way with this offense.
0: So uh, let's also now move to um, somebody who I don't know how much I'd buy it after the Cowboys just played a Giants team. That's not even an NFL team at this point. But Brandon Cooks had a huge game against the Giants. Dak Prescott's been kind of lighting it up here the last month. Plus, the Cowboys cannot run the football. Tony Pollard cannot buy a touchdown. Dallas is leaning into the passing game. Tom, Brandon Cooks is available in just over 60% of Yahoo leagues. Do you buy it? Is Brandon Cooks a viable fantasy option right now? Uh, I lean towards not buying it, but I
1: still think it's worth, you know, taking a look at if he's available on your waiver wire. I, you know, see if he can stack together a couple of good games. I mean, he more than doubled up his receiving yards for the season with that performance in week 10. Uh, was uh, I had the stat in my game hub last week, but I think he basically there was only one game where he saw more than four targets, uh, through the first nine weeks of the season. So, I mean, his role's been kind of minimal. They were trying to, you know, work Jalen Tolbert more into the mix, but who knows? Maybe this was the the light, you know, the, the lights flipping on here for uh Brandon Cooks in the second half of the season. This is a new offense, he hasn't played with Dak Prescott. Um, seems like they uh, you know, varied up his, uh, his route tree a little bit as well. They they got him more on the move, uh, on some crossers. You know, it was a lot of just chuck it deep and, you know, hope that Brandon cooks brings it down through the first nine weeks of the season. So, uh, maybe there's some hope there that, uh, they, they kind of changed up how they used him a little bit in week 10. So, um, I, I tend to lean towards it, you know, maybe just being a one game blip, but I still think it's worth, uh, speculative ad and uh, maybe you want to throw them into the lineup here they do have a really nice schedule down the second half of the season here uh and as you said they they've really ever since that 49ers loss um you know they're just leaning into this passing game just gotta ask tony pollard owners this uh this passing game is carrying this offense right now
0: um also on on the waiver wire i'm pop douglas tom he's going on by you might be able to to wait a week. Um, and as Good Graham depth astutely depth. pointed out on the podcaster, it might've been you who pointed it out, Tom, but uh, maybe I'll give Graham credit that the, uh, of his 84 yards, 30 of them were on that just garbage oh, yeah, yeah. play at the end of the first half where the, um, the, the, the Colts were more than willing to just let him pick up yards because they weren't going to let him score touchdown. Uh, so, yeah. but it was a little they hard. don't have it. They don't have anybody else. The one name that is really standing out to me is Jaden Reed. Who is like the one Packer receiver who is like consistently producing here? Um, yeah. It's just not happening with Christian Watson. Whether it's drops, injuries, Jordan Love missing him, um, you feel like that that big Christian Watson game is coming, but it hasn't come yet. And it's now Week Eleven, so Jaden Reed's the one who's actually producing. Yeah, it's you know three catches, you know, he
1: in seven of his first nine games, so he's been involved here. Uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's Christian Watson struggling still dropping passes the last couple of weeks. Um, They, they do have the Chargers this week. I, I mean, we should note that as well. Uh, there's, I mean, the quarterback position is brutal this week. Hopefully you don't need to to play anybody. But if Jordan Love has been dropped in your league, uh, that Chargers matchup is is as good as it gets. Uh, I'll also note uh, Jaden Reed's upcoming schedule. He's got the Giants in week 14. Buccaneers in week 15 and uh, the Vikings in week not uh, week 17 so uh, some good individual matchups here coming up for the Packers passing game uh, so yeah Jaden Reed maybe he can continue it here uh, I, I do worry about this entire passing game it's going to be kind of flipping a coin here but he's been the most consistent guy uh, outside of Romeo Dobbs I don't know how he keeps scoring these end zone touchdowns but uh yeah, Reed's been the most consistent receiver. Uh, you know, between the between the twenties for this this passing game right now. Um, all
0: right, let's. I'm trying to dig here so we can. Oh, uh, if you need a one week fill in Trent Irwin, um, yes. F- uh, Thursday night football. T Higgins is not going to play per Adam Schefter. At least it's not looking good. Uh, the Ravens have an injury in the secondary. Marlon Humphrey. Uh, it, now the good news is for the Ravens, it looked like he of. Av- avoided an Achilles tear that's what they were afraid of uh yeah but I look not- bad I like the way he came off the field I was like oh geez after watching
1: all these Achilles injuries the last couple uh you know the last couple of months I was like oh no that looked like a an Achilles injury but the you know, thankfully, it doesn't look like it. That's the case.
0: Yeah. So, um, uh, to Trent Irwin, he scored in Week Ten. Uh, he's available in ninety plus percent of leagues. If you need a Week Eleven fill-in, uh, it, it's possible Trent Irwin can come through for you on Thursday night.
1: Yeah, thirteen plus fantasy points in his four of his five games where he's you know played more than half the snaps the last two seasons, and we would expect that to happen again this week. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's not a whole lot to say about Trent Irwin. I mean, he's he's a guy that's attached to. Who is absolutely on fire right now? Multiple touchdown passes in uh, five straight games. Uh, hopefully, this game takes off a little bit on Thursday night 43 and a half point total. Uh, Bengals are uh, underdogs in that game. So, you know, maybe it's a little more pass heavy script anyway. So, um, Joe, can I drop a couple uh, stashes here? Or we're, we're at that point of the year at, at the wide receiver position. Another guy playing in that game who. I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but there's signs that it might be happening with Rashad Bateman for the Baltimore Ravens Um, uh, had season highs in route share and target share last week. Still, uh, you know, he's had two catches in in five straight games and seven of seven of 10 games. So uh, there, there's some signs here. Uh, Zay flowers isn't scoring touchdowns. It's they're kind of like hollow yards and Odell Beckham, uh, you know, he's scored in back-to-back games, but, I think there's an outside chance that Bateman could develop into the number one wide receiver here in December. Um, So he's a guy I'm at least I'm going to be paying attention to. You know, we get a little standalone game on Thursday night. Get to watch him. I I think Harbaugh was really talking him up two weeks ago as well, saying that he was going to have a big second half of the season. And, uh, you know, he could tell that uh, his confidence is getting back after. Um, uh, you know, the, the the foot injuries over the last year, so he's a first round talent. Uh, that's a guy I would be, you know, looking if you're in a really deep league and you have a bench, a bench spot that's available. Uh, I would look to maybe pick up Rashad Babin right now.
0: Uh, tight end is back to being kind of barren. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everybody in fantasy football has kind of picked up one of these guys like a Trey McBride or a Kincaid, uh, uh the last couple of weeks. Uh, but Tom Pat Fryer move has been dropped in a bunch of leagues. Um, now the Steelers are, are playing Mike Tomlin ball. They're running it and they're running it effectively and they're hiding Kenny Pickett. So I don't think Pat Fryermuth is going to be all that big, a, uh, uh, an option, but he's eligible to return after uh, off of the IR with the hamstring injury. Uh, it looks like he plans to practice this week. You can check and see if Pat Fryermuth is out there.
1: Yeah. And I'll, I'll say, uh, last couple of weeks, you spent Connor Hayward. I mean, it hasn't been great, but, it's also Connor Hayward. He's no Pat Fryermuth, And, uh, you know, he's, he's put up, you know, he's seen some targets uh, between 16 and 32 receiving yards in, in five straight games without, uh, without Pat Fryermuth. So you put Pat Fryermuth into that position, a much more talented option. Uh, you know, maybe those numbers look a little bit better. I would not be expecting the world. Quite honestly, I'm surprised that he's still owned in this many leagues, uh, you know, right around the 35% uh, mark uh in yahoo leagues i I, I, was, I just assumed that everybody would have dropped i mean he's been he's been out of the lineup here for oh well over a month that just tells you the state of the tight end position people are just hoping to get anything but uh Farrar-Muth, you know he, he's at least a, a second round talent from a couple of years ago he's he's flashed some big time talent at the position and um they're getting nothing out of the middle of the field right now for pittsburgh i mean uh you know alan robinson's a ghost in the middle of the field connor hayward is filled in but you know not a whole lot of juice there so maybe he can kind of unlock the whole lot of perimeter targets to deontay johnson and george pickens uh with kenny pickett uh so maybe pat farr can be the guy that opens up the passing game in the middle of the field here and uh you know maybe he you know the running game has been better and sometimes that can help tight ends off of play action and uh, so I think there's some hope here for Pat Friarmuth if he's been dropped. Uh, certainly, w- I would not play him this week, uh, but they do have some matchups. Uh, Bengals have been the by far the most giving to the tight end position, and they play them in weeks 12 and 16. If he shows anything this week, I think he he's usable in week 12. So uh, if you're kind of mapping out what you're doing at the tight end position, uh, Pat Friarmuth might be a guy to consider off the waiver wire.
0: I can't even believe I'm saying this. There are over 80 players listed on the waiver wire article this week. Um, I don't know how, but congratulations, Tom. You managed to dig deep and find and find the real uh, the real gems and unearth. Uh, you, you might be digging up some rock salt here uh, instead <laughs> yeah. of gems. But
1: that's a time of year too. We're just taking shots. I mean, that's and we we also have a running back stash section on here. That's a. I mean, this is the time of year where you you start to look to just you know, handcuff player, right. not, necess- not even your player. It doesn't even have to be your players. Uh, it can be hands, handcuffs that like, it, yeah, Nico if you Dalton, have,
0: like if you have Andre w- Swift, you know, get, get Kenny Gainwell, like, like Elijah that sleeper isn't working happen- for you. Yeah. Like, yeah we, got,
1: so- we got the 49ers trotting McCaffrey out at the, you know, at the end of games here, exposing him to more touches. So, uh, you know, let's time to think about uh, these players that are behind really, you know, really strong fantasy options and, it uh, doesn't have to be, you know, a running back on your team either. It, it, it can be backups for other teams. To, so uh, that that's like one of my things, especially this time of year. Uh, if you're in leagues that have IR spots and Friday news comes down and the play, one of your players is out and they're eligible for the IR, go dump him in the IR and go pick up some of these stashes and maybe you'll hit on one of, one or two of these guys down the stretch. So uh, just a little, little, little bit to think about uh, this time of year.
0: All right, T bro. It's uh it's been great talking to you. It's been great uh breaking down this waiver wire. It seems to be getting shorter every week. Um but with if that happens, that's good. It means there haven't been yeah. like major injuries. So, unfortunately, if you need to work the waiver wire, uh you're going to have to dig deep like Tom has and you can go to fantasypoints.com and look at the article. Uh Tom Tom breaks them all down. John Hansen lists his top options. Uh and it's a great way to take a look. You can look At the top, just to see, hey, who are the best players? But you're like, hey, I'm in a deeper league. All those guys are rostered in my league. Well, then you can go deeper and look at some of the other players that Tom has listed. Uh, Use code GURIFIC 25 G-U-R-R-I-F-I-C-25 for 25% off on top of 50% off at FantasyPoints.com. And you will be glad you did. I'm Joe. That's Tom. This has been the Waiver Wire podcast at FantasyPoints.com. Subscribe, rate, and review. We really appreciate it. Have a good one, everybody.